0: This is the Drummer's Resource Podcast, Session 539, and the quote of the day is, Real knowledge is to understand the extent of one's ignorance. You're listening to the Drummer's Resource Podcast, home of in-depth interviews with the world's greatest drummers, music industry professionals, and thought leaders. Inspiration, education, and motivation for drumming, and beyond, and beyond, and beyond. What's going on, everybody? Nick Ruffini here. Thanks for checking out episode 539. And speaking of checking out, it is almost the holiday season, or it is the holiday season, but the the holidays are getting very close. And if you're looking for some deals, I recommend going to check out my friends at Sweetwater. They always have amazing deals on amazing products. And their customer service is second to none. I've been using Sweetwater for I would say about 15 years now, and they, they never let me down. They always have amazing prices. The service is amazing, and I highly recommend that if you're looking for anything for yourself or anyone who's a musician, check them out. Go to Sweetwater.com or give them a call, and I promise you, they will hook you up with what you need. Check them out, Sweetwater.com. Now let's get into this conversation. This is another re-release and this is with the great Billy Cobham. And the reason why I do some of these re-releases is because as we go down the line here, we're at episode 540 and this was episode 200. So this happened, you know, 300 and some episodes ago. It was almost, it was three, almost four years ago. So uh, I want to bring it back up to the top. And I do this with ones that I think are very important. And I think that New listeners will dig and also people who may have listened to it before. It's a great refresher. And we get into all sorts of stuff about growing up in Panama and why he moved to Switzerland and opening his uh, opening his hands up and playing uh, playing open hand and why he did it. Advice for up and coming drummers. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of great. Great wisdom in here from a man who definitely has the right and the reputation to share this knowledge. So I'm not going to waste any more time. Let's get into it with the one and only Billy Cobham. That's How you a, doing, man? I'm doing well. How are you?
1: I'm got no <laughs> <laughs> No, okay. I'm good, I'm good. good. I'm, I'm I'm out here with um, not right now, but uh, I'm with Ron Denet. You know Ron Denet?
0: Uh I don't I don't know him personally, no. You
1: know who he is, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm crazy um, dude, man. Uh but uh, that's another story for another day.
0: Well, you got you're getting ready to do a, a a camp as well, too, right, with Dom?
1: Yeah, I'm right now I'm working on a project uh with with Jake here in, in Vancouver at Drumeo.
2: Oh, okay. Okay.
1: Yeah, and we start this morning around, I guess, at nine o'clock my time. So I'm I'm three hours behind you. That that, I landed yesterday in a mess because I mean like psychological mess. I it was a seventeen hour jaunt to get over to this place.
0: Oh, what? Wow. Where? So, are you? Do you still live in Switzerland? Yeah, okay.
1: Uh, i live in Switzerland, and 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 I live also in Panama, but I was I'm in Switzerland right now because we have a lot of European stuff to do.
0: I got you. I got you. So yeah. we can, so we'll talk about that a little bit, just sort of the transition to Switzerland and, and, cause you, you lived in New York for a while too.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. And learned a lot, learned why I shouldn't live there anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm starting to learn the same thing.
1: <laughs> no, it's just, it's, it, you know, it, it's all about really what it's, it, it's a transition. We're artists, uh, we're gypsies, but I, uh, just because that's the way that we, can be creative if we stay in one place and the gross grass, the the grass grows, or the gross grass <laughs> under our feet too long, then we sound exactly like that, and we tend to get stuck in the in the in the mud that's created. And we know we only play what we what we experience. We every everything we create is from our our life experiences. That's for sure.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, so if you if you love a place and you that much, you you can always. You know, you never I found out very early in life that I can leave and come back and have something to offer and and I feel confident in what I do that I know that everyone will feel that feeling too, that I don't whatever I have to say will never get be stagnant or stale because there's always something going on around the world to to change every note that we played the time before. Sure. So, so sure. it's always the way it is. It's about doing and being being com- confident enough in oneself to do that. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. not easy. That's the hard part.
0: Sure. And actually, we I was we've been going back and forth my wife and I about moving, and I was like, you know, we because we're both from here, mm-hmm. so it's like we can always come back. You know, there's always the opportunity to, to come back whenever we want. We can come back in a week, a month, a year, a decade. It doesn't matter.
1: Well, that's how it started with me in in, in Switzerland. I, I was there back in the day when uh, let's see, I think. I I saw Reagan, uh, the guy attempted to assassinate Reagan on TV in in a hotel that has since changed hands at least three or four times in Zurich, a big hotel. It was called the Hotel Zurich, and then it went to the Marriott or it went to the Sheraton and it became the Hilton, and now I think it's the Marriott. Uh, And I was watching this, and at the time, it was like a, a period of time when... For some bizarre reason, people were just bashing, uh, talking down, and putting down the United States all the time. You know? I was like. Well,
0: didn't, didn't that guy try to kill the president yes, for, the, yes. for the love of, of Jodie yes. Foster?
1: I, I, was, I don't even know why he did it. I
0: think he was doing it because he was in love with jo- Jodie Foster, the actress, and he was trying to impress her.
1: Yeah, well, I wasn't even. I didn't care about that. Part. Right, I, right. I cared about what I saw on TV, and the fact that I saw it for, from about. Honestly, at least four different angles, and di- using the the limousine of President Reagan as a point of reference, I saw the guy with the gun shoot the secretary, the guy, uh, the uh, the press secretary who died a few years ago. Finally, un- unfortunately, um, uh, for Reagan, I saw him. I, I saw him take out a couple of Secret Service guys, or I think, or, or injure them, and then on the other side and and Reagan as a you know Reagan's behind now so all these people are in between this guy and Reagan they push Reagan into the car so that that means that this guy's on the right hand side on the on the street they push him into the car okay now from behind from the, the angle diagonally across on the on the car still facing us so it'd be the back side on the on, on the other side i see a guy uh, I see from his back, because these were all this is in the days when <clears throat> why this makes a lot I- important to me every seems like every country had at least one group of cameras that they were showing every you know they were they were actually getting their own footage mm-hmm. of a scene and um, um and so I saw <clears throat> also this the whole scene from the other angle where the guy now I'm an, I'm at the other end of the gun in other words first i was standing at the, the the camera was behind the guy who was shooting now we're in front of the guy on 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 the outside so Reagan is still getting into the car uh, from the back side on 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 the, on the street side and on the opposite side there are people who have to get in the car with him one of them is the guy who holds all the numbers and all of the buttons to set off all the ballistic missiles, man, in, a, in, a, in an attache case. And they forgot this dude. <laughs> Can you imagine? And, I mean, I, th- this is shown, you know? Right, and right. I'm like, get out of here. So I'm seeing that, but I'm, I'm going, okay, all right, what does this mean? Again, um, it means that, wow, Europe here, there's a lot of uh, opinion people will have a lot of opinions there's a lot of different languages that's the reason why they have you know they have to have their own uh, uh video pool uh camera pool all, all their own people come in covering such a, something as tremendous as this that said that must mean they have their own opinions i went and, so I, and then i said like you yeah we'll maybe stay you know we'll go away and we can always come back and we'll we'll stay a couple of weeks uh We'll stay six weeks. Well, I thought the same. I thought I could just up and rent an apartment because I didn't have anything else to do after my tour was over. And this was the end of my tour. I I figured I didn't have anything to do, man. I'm just going to hang here for six weeks. I'll rent rent an apartment. Yeah, like I could just up and do it. I I mean, ignorance is bliss. Sure. I, I had no idea what I was getting myself into when I signed that contract. (laughs) <laughs> because as it turned out, because I didn't speak German, I could not just get out of the contract. Um, I could only get released from the contract twice a year. So I had this apartment. And unless I, as it turned out, there was a loophole. Unless you could find somebody that the owner of the apartment or the, the building agreed would, would uh, had the right qualifications to take on the rent of the apartment. It was on you to pay until even if you walked away to the apartment, you had to pay this money in advance. Wow! And, and so I, I didn't know. Of course, I didn't. I didn't ask. I'm thinking, oh man, I can just you know, I'll just pay some money, and when I want to leave, I'll just I'll just leave. leave. Right? I, no, 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 no. So. Luckily for me, I really enjoyed being there. It was a wonderful place to stay in Zurich at that time. And one thing led to another. Next thing you know, I had a girlfriend. And next thing you know, something else happened. And Boom, I was there. I've been there now for 37 years.
0: That's amazing. So yeah. is, that, is that your full-time residence?
1: Yes, it is my full-time residence. Um, and, I, you know, and, and I remember – oh, and I mean – in the process it's like wow the things i thought i didn't even think i i never thought about knowing uh just just would pop up and i would go really i didn't know it was like this or places that i never dreamed i would go uh azerbaijan you know uh kazakhstan uh you know be 1500 miles or no 500 miles from the border of afghanistan right Playing in a jazz club? You know, uh, it's like, hello. You know, it's on the other side of the Hindu Kush. And all these kind of things, you know, and I'm going, now, if I was in the United States, I, I, it would be like, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. Because ignorance is that way. It, what you don't know, you cannot contest. So you can only bait, or, or you can contest it only based on what your experiences have been. So as soon as you get shocked into to the understanding that man, there's a big world out there. Yeah, and and the planet that we're on doesn't even come close to anything else that's out there. I mean, we our little and then the solar system is one of the, the it, it's smaller than hundreds of billions of systems that I agree do exist. Um, huh. Yeah, no way, no way. It's <laughs> it's it, 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 it you you if you you want to seek and play it's not just for the sake of playing I play I found that that it, it comes just naturally mm-hmm. so when people don't see me when people don't hear about me and to the point where I, I on at least three occasions I've received uh, messages of condolences based on the fact that they that people thought that I was dead because I left the United States really oh yeah sure once you leave the shores of the of the US because it's so it's so protective. There's so much going on there that, that there's a there's a tremendous amount of goodness and lots of different things that are happening. But it's almost like you're cloaked in 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 a kind of lethal kind of goodness. Right. <laughs> you, you've got, you know, you, you a lot of things are taken out of your hands. You assumed a lot you assume a lot of things that are that you need to take care of. You know everyone speaks fundamentally the same language, but the dialects are different. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, so it's a lot of security that way, and then you go outside and you realize, shit, I'm on my own. Yeah. Uh, most of the people around here don't, it, it, especially if you're, if I'm not, uh, some people are not inclined to learn uh, uh, to speak a language past the things that are needed to to survive. It's like, where's the toilet? Where's the kitchen? Sure. You know. Uh, of. Uh, I buy food uh what do I throw off the garbage? All these key words that are necessary to for one to function is cool, especially with artists because i'm I'm one of them I mean I don't speak German now mm-hmm. anywhere near what i I guess I could if I really wanted to, but I found that music does a trick as soon as I do what I do um it's it's sincere. It 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 you know it just takes away all of the barriers and you see what I can do as well as what I can't do. You know I mm-hmm. make mistakes and and then I and they may not be exactly what I wanted to do, but that's what life is all about. You cannot have the good without the bad. You cannot have the end without the end.
0: Well, it reminded me, thinking when you said that that people only learn a language just to say certain things like where's the bathroom where's the kitchen or something like that and that could be equated to drumming as well i think a lot of that, mm-hmm. a lot of times people just learn you know a few things and quote unquote they'll learn a few beats or something like that but mm-hmm. don't really learn the entire language of drumming they just sort of learn just enough to say a couple things
1: in a certain way you're right but where we where we split is in that the lear- the words that i'm learning are only to help me to, to sustain myself so that I can gain access through music uh, to other things. In other words, the real language for me is music, the musical language, the language without, without words. Yet I'm introducing an, an, uh, what I do uh, to those who are willing to listen. And in return, I'm, res- I'm responding to their, their responses. Mm-hmm. To what I say, but through the frequencies of music,-
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you
1: see, so that that uh, said, man, uh, you know you go, okay, um the real language, and and again, it drives home the point, there are many, many social environments who are absolutely that are in those environments, there are elements who are absolutely petrified of music of the use of music in their community because they cannot control it. Right. Because when you play music, it's about stating really who and where you come, who you are, where you come from and what you've done, what you've observed. When someone says, I I mean, I remember I went to a a club in Detroit and uh, the guy who either manages the club or owns the club, was telling me things about what happens in Europe because he'd been there uh, quite a few times and what he had experienced. And he's talking to me. Uh, the whole conversation started off on being, oh, yeah, I hear you live in Europe. I said, yes, I do. And he told me everything wrong about what was going on in my in my environment in Europe. <laughs> everything. Because he was seeking, and I, I got the idea, he wanted to be the dominant alpha. Sure. So he's talking about stuff that's way out of line, you know, and, and, and feeding information because he's also in the, in his, in the immediate presence are many people who look up to him to get that paycheck. Mm-hmm. So he's going to show just how much he knows and how much better he is about, because he's the guy that owns the place. Right. And, and, I, and that's just at the beginning. And I'm, I'm just listening. I'm going, I could say something but it's not worth it i'm only here for a few more hours and it's not going to change anything if anything unless it makes things worse so let me just be quiet and and sort of inwardly chuckle and move on Mm -hmm. that that's how strong it can be the, the the music scene um who plays where with whom uh whom whom you know and how they play every note is uh, is a a sincere representation of the personality of the individual uh, presenting it it's 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 absolutely true and it's so consistent man it's uh that's what music is it's a big fat mirror of who you are where you've been and where you'd like to go your your mistakes are 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 uh, uh, what you'd like to do, and you haven't accomplished that, and the music will tell you you know you need to do this again, you need to figure this out if you really want to play it, then there, you know you have to figure out whether it is a way to do that, or you, the other idea is maybe you should leave this alone right you know. but it only you know that
0: mm-hmm. you know. well i and, think there, I think there's a challenge for somewhat i i mean is in my humble opinion i put you in the top very top 1% of players out there and you have your own style you have your own sound you express yourself exactly the way that you want to on the instrument and i think there's a bit of disconnect for for other for players to sort of get to that level to get to the point where they can expressively say what they want to say and without that, without that friction in between there. So what, is your, what are your thoughts on that and, and sort of advice for people who are trying to get to that point to really express themselves and, and say what they want to say or, or play what they hear in their head?
1: Break down what you have as an artist, uh, as, as a player, the things that you know you can do well and not be afraid to, do the, uh, to, to focus on the things that you cannot do well. The things you know what those those elements are. I remember when <clears throat> when I was with Mahavishnu, I would I would sit down and sometimes I would not play a note, but have the drumsticks in my hand and look at my drum set, the setup. Why did I set it up that way? Why did I would I use the heads that I'm using on that drum set? Is the sound and ask myself serious questions about. The sound how can I make that sound more effective more more effectively represent me uh, when I play? what do I need to do? Do I need to tune up the drums do I want to keep them sounding you know uh very dark you know there' are people who get who get who can do some wonderful things with with a drum set that is tuned uh, down. One was Mel Lewis, mm-hmm. a great jazz drummer, a big band drummer. His drum set sounded like garbage cans, uh, you know, big size garbage cans. Everything was very, very, very loose. The snare drum was very loose. He never played a, 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 an actual role. Uh, he never had to because the snare drum head was, all, you could see almost the, the ripples in it, you know? Really? And yeah, but it, the sound was just wonderful. Because he had this touch, okay, on the other hand, you know uh you take a guy like Gad, okay, he has a very distinct sound mm-hmm. and and it's he's 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 one of the groove masters because of it because he's a and and Purdy is another one they they have a way of 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 just they're they're the ultimate groove rhythmists, okay. And that's a specialization that that, that that's very 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 spe- uh, very unique. And then you come up with people. Another another rhythmist would be for me. Uh, 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 let's see, C Smith is another mm-hmm. one. Lots of numbers. I mean, but but the the rhythms make sense. They're connected. Uh, uh, he has an idea and a sense of where he uh, of direction. Okay, but there are other drummers who are. Musicians, in the general sense, who take the sound and the tonal character of a drum, and they they work with it to bring out certain to 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 present a, I should say a certain personality and concept melodically, harmonically, uh, uh, from the, the position of phrasing uh, as well as rhythmically to make a rounded musical statement. Okay. That doesn't make them better than the arithmetists. It just puts them in a more generalized category as far as I'm concerned, because this is not music for me at that level is not about sport. It's about how you present your personality Mm -hmm. and what you can do is first figure out what it is you're playing on and, and every, Every little bit and piece on that drum you should know about. Just like it, 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 as if you were um, <clears throat> the, I'd say for unique uh, purposes, the lead singer of uh, Iron Maiden.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He's the pilot of their 747. Yeah, I know. Okay? So obviously he knows what he's doing with a plane. You know, he knows every screw and nut and bolt in there. Uh, the same thing with drums, man. You know, the more you know about your instrument and what it can do under certain situations, or you take a Ray Brown or a Ron Carter, um, in the stories I hear about these guys and students, you know, the action on a bass uh, when, when they have students and why the, the action may be too high for the student, just by listening to what the student is doing, whether or not the arm is r- not raised in the correct w- position, by listening, not watching, you know, that's mm-hmm. very, very important to know the weak side uh, uh, of, of, of your, yourself and how it could musically be effective in certain situations to be weak, you know, uh, to, uh, to address that situation, to play from both sides of your body as opposed to leaning in one direction. Mm-hmm. This is all the development of concept. If you don't focus on those concepts... Those ideas, yes, you will only play certain things. You will only be as good as those little things that you learn to emulate because they they represent your strengths. But in the process, and uh, you've only you've already limited your advancement as a musician, as a player.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Do, and to me, it's sort of a a majoring in the minor kind of thing, <laughs> where uh, you know a lot of people will will maybe work on things or, or I get it. put yeah. a ton of time in on things that aren't really going to be that beneficial in the long run.
1: Well, that's a different situation. You know, it's like sometimes, I mean, with all due respect to Virgil Donati, I've watched him play some amazing things with his bass drums and blah, 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 blah. And I, the first question comes to my mind, how would I use that if I, if I went that route, where, Musically, would I apply those patterns?
2: Mm
1: -hmm. How? And I I can't come up with anything, which doesn't mean that he's wrong. That's what he hears, but I don't hear it, and so you know, it's wrong for me. And I try not to be someone that I'm not. Mm -hmm. You know, again, music will tell you that. What are you doing? You know, right? You're trying to play something in the in the material that you have, and it really has no it has no no sense of 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 necessity I mean there's no meaning here on the other hand if I were to use quadrigrip uh, in certain environments where I'm playing not just a, a traditional on the cymbal ride pattern but I'm actually playing more as a hand drummer with four sticks playing four different tones at once in sequence or in harmony now I've not a different approach and and it's for me it's a workable approach because i am born of a of a, a foundation of, of of percussionists who work and communicate with drums as a communal instrument mm-hmm. so that means that a lot of people play together with assigned patterns so what i'm seeking to do is emulate that through four drumsticks and two and, and my feet playing bass drum sometimes playing bass drum uh Uh, and hi-hat or uh, bass cajon and and hi-hat and bass drum, but trying to get different tonal characteristics to work together as I play. That's my direction. Um, The whole thing tends to go into another world based on the fact that I'm working with four sticks. So that's what people see initially and go, well, that's not for me. Well, I've got no trouble with two, but the problem is, <laughs> is like, it just to figure out where to place those sticks in the drum consistently. How? Another thought: How many people play in the center of the drum within within an inch of each stick consistently, mm-hmm. and make the transitions across the panning across the drum set and a multiple drum set. Uh, or even with just two toms up front, just to be able to to negotiate and play what what you want within an environment where where you play the drums and get the tonal characteristics that you are seeking from the drums, based on what you know about the drumstick and its impact on the head, the head, and how it reacts to the to to the, 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 the top head reacts or the bottom head reacts to the top head and sustains the sound. All these things start to come into, into play. Uh, this is where your personality goes. The deeper you get into those kind of things, the more you become aware of, of who you are as a player and how to present your personality as a human being through the, the actual instrument that the combination of instruments called the drum set
0: mm-hmm. and i think that there's a there's always a point in everyone's playing i don't want to say career but in everyone's journey that they at some point sort of hit this exploratory phase mm-hmm. where they go really really they start to go really deep on something whether it be styles or whether it be gear and learning on learning how every single thing works or you know or, or on maybe certain records and things like that, and it's it's weird. It's almost for me. It was almost like a light switch went off and a whole other door opened up. And I said, "Oh wow, there's this whole other world out here of playing." Uh, part of it may have been may have been when I heard Mahavishnu Orchestra, uh, and but just I there's a there's to me there's two levels. There's the surface level, and then all of a sudden you sort of drop into this deeper fundamental understanding and then that's where every like i think that every player needs to sort of go on that journey uh do you do you agree with that or what i'm what i'm not so eloquently saying right now
1: i agree with you actually uh in no in no uncertain terms the problem is is that because there are so many impediments that be, that to for a player before you get to the point of thinking about this where those impediments are saying control us first before you try to do anymore. <clears throat> Is, I, for instance, there was a, I can't remember his name. I was in Quebec uh, with Spectrum 40 in 2013, 2014. And, and I met a guy, a drummer, who specialized in... Uh, I, he was introduced to me as being a specialist in emulating what I did with Mahavishnu. But there was one thing he said he could not do. And he told me that I played, on a, I played a certain pattern... Uh I think it was uh I don't know D- dance minor or something like this um and I was playing inside the pattern but I was playing freely you know you get to a point yes that's possible you can do it but you have to have confidence i think because sometimes i i i am able to do it when i'm been working with working on a consistent basis with my band where we have a few weeks of uh, work together, and after about the the fifth concert, I start to get into the flow of being confident, which I think is a very important word, (laughs) and having total confidence in my fellow players, where I know what they're going to do, so I can play when it's necessary inside uh, the... uh, their their sense of tempo and time because I know they will be they don't need me to play and enhance what they're doing they know where they are, right. and I play inside that, and all of a sudden i get I can play with a tremendous amount of freedom because I can hear where the tempo is I can hear how they're playing I can hear how they're f- phrasing and on on one level and on another level play inside it's like being uh a combination of Zakir Hussein uh, and and uh, Elvin and, uh, and and Max and a whole lot of other players, all at all at the same
0: time. Hmm. It's, so, how do you develop that confidence? How do you develop that confidence as a player, or how do you suggest others develop? You break,
1: it? Yeah, you break down everything that you do. You become very very secure in your sense of uh, of synchronization. within yourself so you know um, what I did was I took a simple paradigm called a, sil- a single paradigm and I would play that uh, in, col- in collaboration with my bass drum and my hi-hat so th- let's say in four-fourths time you have four on the floor as we say one, two, three four all the time it's a- at a tempo that you can control and this is where I find out where my weaknesses are if I can control the bass drum playing on the bass uh, playing uh, the, the bass drum pedal playing on the bass drum one, two, three, four not just loud but a consistent ankle to the toe never leaving the pedal one, two, three, four one, two against two and four in the hi-hat two, three, four one, two, three, four now I take the pattern of the, the paradiddle and it's like right, left but it's this low uh, left Right, left, left, right, left, right, right. And when I first began doing that, I realized I couldn't play the bass drum and the hi hat and play a pattern with them keeping time for me. Hmm. So I I learned to I learned from that. I said I have to learn how to do that. I even have to break down the paradiddle's temp or uh, speed, cut it in half, so it would be like right three, four, left, two, three, four, right, two, three, four, right. And what I started to realize was that I needed to know, get my mind, my brain to decide when I was going to play what, with what limb. And what's unique about a paradiddle is because you, it's right, left, right, right, left, right, left, left, It's not, uh, uh, It's not like a triplet, which is a completely separate situation. But when you when you start to play a pattern like that against four so it's like duple and then you then take the application of that parody and make it a triplet, but you're playing right, left, right, right, left, right, left, left, right, left, right, right, left, right, left, 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 right, left right, left, and everything is still now mm-hmm. you're starting, to, you're opening yourself in, up to an, uh, an amazing world of, of synchronization, but for inner self. It's not just to play patterns that are, that are layered on top for the sake of being able to do it. You're going to use triplets and duple patterns in everything you do anyway. But if you can internally, if you, if you can internalize and feel the 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 idea of, of playing in this way, all of a sudden you hear everybody else on multiple layers. And you can choose the patterns, the music, the sounds that you want to enhance, because you're not just playing patterns. You're, you're I, I find myself tuning my drums to enhance uh, and in support my fellow musicians. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So So I'm only playing the drums I need to play on a specific tune as and when I feel it is artistically
0: effective to do so. Right. So just and to sort of unpack it a little bit, it's, you know, for me, I would think like an example of taking, if you're playing two against three, and you can choose to either hear it in two or you can choose to hear it in three, and that's going to totally change what you're playing. So maybe... In a in a band setting, you're saying if you're playing if you guys are everyone's playing two against three or or let's just say you're playing in four and you hear someone playing in triplet, you can you can choose to accent that and you can choose to sort of jump on that with them, or you can choose to stay where you're at and not play in triplets. Or or anywhere in between there.
1: Correct, because you have I have you have a full secure feeling and understanding of what you are actually listening to. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're interpreting the full spectrum of the concept because you are able to sustain certain things about your playing that, that gives you the right to put them on the back burner in your mind because they're not going to change. And you can now move on to the next level where you can deal with found other things because your foundation is so solid. Mm-hmm. You see, until your foundation is solid... And you believe it is that you can hear everything and feel everything that you're doing because some things you're not going to hear so easily. You're not going to hear the bass drum playing because you, if you're hearing your bass drum, then it's playing too loud. If you, you're not going to hear your hi-hat on, on two and four, the high frequencies are going to get caught, caught but you're going to feel it. Mm-hmm. You're going to imagine that it's there. Why? Because you have trained yourself to become comfortable with that, that, that synchronicity. Sure. So you're, Totally in sync with yourself. And so you can go from from you know from four four doing this to three four where you're playing the bass drum in three beats per bar. One, two, three, one, two, three. And the hi hat is in one it's on two and four. Three I mean one, two and three, three, one, two. And you can still play the same parrot against it. Or you can play in five and do the same thing. And it, all of a sudden these patterns open up. And you go, hey, wait a minute. I never knew. I, I never felt that before. And now I am, but I, not for myself, but I heard it, heard somebody else playing in five against me. And all of a sudden, this all is happening. And you're still maybe in four, but it, it, it just transcends over the bar line, mm-hmm. technically speaking. Sure. You know exactly where you are, and that's a big plus for you.
0: So the, I guess the, the $1,000 question is how, where do you start with that? Where do you suggest to someone who's listening to this that is either lost or it's going mm-hmm. over their head or they're not understanding, yes. Yes. where do you suggest that they, they start on that journey?
1: You sit down at your drum set, and you address your drum set. You, you look at how you play. Do you, are you sitting correctly? Is your pot, are you sitting in a, in a comfortable position for yourself to play at the drums? Do you have to work to play any of the music that you play? I mean, these are questions you ask yourself. And if you don't want to answer them, then it's, that you lost before you even started. Mm-hmm. But if you want to deal with this, the next move is to put your foot on the bass drum pedal and not take it off the pedal. Put your foot on the hi-hat stand completely, not raise the heels, put them down. When, people, when I tell people to do that, they go, that's going to hurt. It's, uh-huh, no pain, no gain, man. <laughs> you know? That's what this is all about. This is not a joke. You, you, what you put in is what you get out. Now, if you're willing to, to work slowly and learn and build the shin muscles and, and go through the shin splints to get this happening, you're going to come out very well on. On the other side because it's also a physical process of presenting yourself how you sit how you it's like for me sitting at the drums is like learning how to to gain uh presence and posture sitting on a horse Mm -hmm. okay you don't sit with a with a backrest no you know you sit on the horse you learn the horse has to get to know who you are and how you address him or her okay you get that happening, sitting on a drum stool, make yourself comfortable. Then you st- and you address the bass drum, you address the hi hat. Now you just start with right hand and left hand, and you try to play with equal tension. This is a an ongoing process for life. It's not going to happen like uh, yeah, you do this this week and next week you you know you're working. All, all no, it, it's all that you do all the time. This is when. you you're practicing on the bandstand and you don't even know you're practicing because woodshedding away from the music is, is not necessarily going to help you as much as what you – you're not going to make the mistakes that you make on the bandstand. So you make the mistakes on the bandstand so you remember that you don't make those mistakes again. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't want to, you know, to embarrass yourself, so you really play. You're trying to do something. And if you can't find it, then you go to a little side corner and say, What was that? I want to try to figure that out. Once you get the sticking right, you go back on the bandstand and and, and try to make a lesser mistake than you made before until it's not a mistake anymore.
0: So the new Sonar SQ-1s, yeah, they're sick. They're made out of birch, and the reason why they made them out of birch is because birch has a balanced low, mid, and high range, so they sound great in the studio, and they also sound great live. They also have a sound sustainer system. It's a new mounting hardware, and it's rubber on metal, and what that does is it completely separates the mounting hardware from the wooden shell, so you're going to get an amazing tonal quality out of these drums. They actually got that from the automotive industry. That's where they learned about this technology. Not only that, I'm a car lover, so this is super cool to me. The colors and style of legendary car classics were the inspiration for the color selection of the SQ-1. So there are four matte lacquer finishes that you can choose from. So not only do they sound good, they also look good too. Check them out by going to sonar.com. Hey, are you tired of coated drum heads chipping and flaking after only a few hours of play? Tired of premature denning and breakage? Well, welcome to the next generation of coated drum heads. Evan's new UV coating technology. They're made with proprietary inks and a new UV-like curing process, so these heads are able to withstand strikes, brush strokes, and rim shots better than anything on Earth. That means you get to play heads that sound and look fresh for longer, and you can spend less time tuning and modifying and changing heads. They're available in one ply and two ply, as well as Evan's proprietary hydraulic and EMAD systems. Check them out by going to evansdrumheads.com. So what is, I guess, going, we mentioned being on the bandstand and then going back into the practice room. And I always like to hear, everyone's version of, of what they think is a good way to practice because everyone has a different way of practicing. And I think that the listeners can pull nuggets from everyone and sort of develop their own practice routine because I'm a fan of whatever works for you is what you should do. And Uh uh, so what is your, what is your take on, on practice? And if I came to you and said, Billy, I really, you know, I I don't have a good practice routine. How do you think I should structure it? Not Mm -hmm. necessarily what I should practice, but how I should structure the practice.
1: I should—I I think internalizing what you do at the drums away from the drums is very, very important.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I think that you should be doing that 24-7, 365 days a year, except for leap year, which you should add another day. <laughs> the thing is, is that you just think about what you're going to do before you do it, okay? And make sure that, the, the because you want to walk and sit down at that drum set and put in quality time. If you don't have a concept in which to work with, you've lost before you started. You're going to just sit at the drum set and go, uh, I want, let me check my notes to see. I want to practice this. No, 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 no. You should have been doing this already. Right. In, in your so mind. Having the goal in mind before you start. Oh, not even the goal. You do it in your head. Once you do it in your head, you know what you want to do. If, as I mentioned about uh, four beats on the bass drum, two beats on the hi hat, sitting properly, your posture. Okay, addressing the drum set and playing with control in the center of every drum. This is a lot to, 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 to take in. You, you compartmentalize everything and you go, oh, okay, these are all the things that I want to do. I want to be able to focus on playing and getting the same sound from my right hand as I would from my left hand and vice versa. And I want to do this, do this on, on the snare drum at a tempo that I can control. So then when you sit down, that's exactly what you do. Because you've done it in your head already. Mm-hmm. So now you just have to apply it to the instrument. you know. And if it doesn't sound correct, then you figure out, is it me? Is it the instrument? What kind of tone do I want from the snare drum? What kind of sound do I want from the tom-toms? And you start to tinker with that stuff until right. you get the drum set in, into the musical environment in which you feel most comfortable.
0: Right, But when that, that stuff's not sexy, things. Billy. Come on. Pardon? <laughs> I said, but that stuff's <laughs> not sexy. <laughs> That's a, uh, it's
1: a, that's a joke, right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> but you know the, the patience that <laughs> that it requires. Yeah, uh, is you know it's hard. I think it's hard to develop. I th- I, I think for some it's harder than others uh, to to really see that that you really need to take the sort of practice slow, learn fast kind of thing.
2: Uh huh. Rather
0: yep. than but
1: what you asked me was, what do you want to do? You need to do <laughs> right, 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 right. So I just said it. Uh, it's up to the individual to to do it. Sure, you know? and and that's what that's all about. If you want to, if you want to really play well, um, and be in control of your own personal destiny, that's what you're going to have to do. Mm-hmm. There's no getting around it,
2: right?
0: And you know the 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 truth of the matter is, no matter if we could take the words that are drum related out of what you just said and put that toward anything else in life and it would apply. So anything that you want to be great at or anything that, that you really want to be uh, in, in the, in the upper echelon of, you got to, you got to put that time in, you got to, you got to be patient, you got to analyze it and you got to, you know, be sort of goal oriented and and be cognizant of of what you're doing rather than just trying to race to the top.
1: That's why I've got this, this retreat called the Rhythm section retreat in Arizona because coming up next week. And that's what we're dealing with except that, instead of telling people what to do, again, and me and Jerry and Rick and, and Dean are going to play it and say, show me, you know, Right. Uh, how far, you, you, you've you got us as a, as a, as a yardstick, um, trying to match up with what we're doing, and we'll listen to you, and if we can help, and we'll try to provide you with uh comments of of assurance or, or some ideas that uh to help you to get to where you think you want to be based on the model that we set for you
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know so everybody gets a chance to play we don't it 's not about talking we talk less and play more I like it. it's all about playing you know it's about sure. the end it's about the end result so let's get to the end result now this is where we are this is where you're here because you want to be where we are mm-hmm. so we're going to explain to you how by playing, and then the words come later. But you can see in real time, which is very, very important, as opposed to looking on a TV set or something like, this is what we do. Now right. we're going to break it down. okay? Right. And if you need some help with that in, in terms of uh, using specific language, wor- words, okay, then we get to this. That's a secondary situation.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I have a question about I I want to sort of switch gears a little bit and ask about your technique only because I I think that you were probably one of the one of the first people to really play open hand and make that and you know sort of bring that into the into the forefront was there a reason behind that or was that just sort of part of your analyzing what you're doing and just it started to make sense that way or how did that come about
1: Um I noticed that playing, because I, I, I'm i a real big advocate of drum corps and, and marching drums and all of that. And uh, I felt that that helped me a lot uh, to develop my, my discipline at playing the drums and in other ways as well. But I found that playing a drum and walking with it is not playing a snare drum that is stationary. And I found that when I practice with my team in the drum corps, we we practice on a table or on a practice pad that was flat like it was a plate on the table mhm okay that said everything but because we we needed unification of, as to how and in style and how we approached playing the rudimentary rudimentary patterns they all had to look as, the same because we were being marked for it we were being judged on and how we played together as, as a unit all right that said I started to apply that concept to the drum set and realized that the only thing wrong with it playing conventionally as in the the likes of, of, of of greats like Weckl and and of course, Tony and many other players uh, playing. It it meant that something else had to give in my body. If I angle the snare drum down, if I angle the snare drum up uh, into the set, I meant if I angled it up, into the set, it meant I was sitting lower than the drum set, so I was playing uphill. I wanted to play as if I was having the best seat in the house, listening to me play with the, with the band and hearing every note, feeling very comfortable about everything that was coming in to, to me and that I was receiving from the band, and so that in, in return I was presenting things in the same way, going out through the drum set. Okay, now we get into the problem. <laughs> Placement of drums. Um, what will make it easier to to present these ideas that I had to sit as if I was having breakfast, really. you know, uh, My snare drum already is still a little bit low for me, but I, I needed to be able to, to go, say, if I have a cereal, and dip it into the plate, which was my snare drum, and put it to my mouth um, with both hands. The easiest way for me to do that was to hold the sticks the same way in both hands. Mm-hmm. And that's where I started to lean towards it, especially when I, I, I had uh, in my family at the time that I was thinking about all of this. I had a, uh, we had a, a new uh, uh, addition to our family. It was my brother. He's seven years younger than me, and that's when I, my father first took me to take lessons, uh, with six uh, Specs Powell and in New York City, and I, I went. I, I said to know, I always watched, hold his rattles and all of that and shake them with both hands the same way. And I went, you know, there's something to that. And I, I would practice quietly on my own. Aside from the conventional way, I would practice uh, in this particular way and using using my brother as a model. Um, that said, I also noticed that I didn't want to play a ride cymbal on my right side because I felt like it was one of the most... Most, the, most used elements in the drum set. So I decided to change the ride cymbal over to the left side, which using match grip would make it easier for me to play and bring down, come down to my hi-hat which would be lower rather than keep it high and have to play over it. And then I'd have it almost equal to my snare drum and I would play all these, these three elements as, as, as the heart of my set. Mm-hmm. Leaving me to go in any direction I wanted to in terms of sounds.
0: So at uh- how long have you been playing before you switched and put the hi-hat on? Because I've actually, or put the ride on the left, I've actually messed around with that a little bit. I watched you and, and Carter Beauford from Dave Matthews Band play, and both of you guys have your ride on the left. And I started to sort of tinker with that a little bit and then started playing the ride with my right hand while it was on the left and things like that. Which, But leading with the left and just playing that open hand technique proved to be a little difficult for me. Uh mm-hmm. so was it a was it a relearning process of leading with the left or was it just did it just sort of naturally happen? Did you have to that's why I asked how long you had been playing before you switched.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh I guess I'd been playing I started playing when I was about 5. And so that's that's 47. Uh 44 47 48. And, and my brother was 50. So I mean and and, and and, uh, so it goes on like, this. I just checked things out. Uh, what's is it 44? Yeah. Six 51. Yeah. Um, and I thought, well, what the heck, you know, it, it, I, what I really wanted to do was to be able to play the drums from the right side and the left side.
2: Right. I, did,
1: I wanted to play ambidextrously. I did not want to play and lean in one direction. I wanted to be able to lean in the other direction. So sometimes I would play drums on the left. Fully from the left. Sometimes I would play drums fully from the right, then I realized no, I want to have a hybrid of both, and that's where I felt most comfortable. So I right. lost a, a lot of the ability to play totally left-handed drums. Yet at the same time, I did have a remote hi hat on my right hand side and and my hi hat on, on my main hi hat on my left hand side. Okay, and I would play them both and uh, use depending on when I was using a, a, a triple bass drum, triple snare drum setup. Uh, I even had a hi-hat in the middle, hmm. and so I had three hi-hats that I could access at any point in time with three different size symbols, all, all in, in terms of trying to figure out what worked where for what. And as time comes on, goes on, uh, in situations like this, you, you gain from the experiences of being weak in a specific environment because you're continually getting, old, getting stronger in it w- without even realizing it, um, and then eventually… You start to find out where you would in, in, in employ or implement certain a, a concepts of your, of your playing with this concept in, in, involved, involved in the music. So, you, you know, if you have 13-inch hi-hats or 15s and a 17-inch hi-hat set, um, different sounds come, different combinations of tones. And it depends on what you're doing in, in terms of the musical aspect. What whom you're working with? What is that all about? In, in a band like the the Mo, uh, I had a lot of options, and I didn't even take advantage of as many uh, of the options that I, I could have taken advantage of because I still wasn't aware. I had enough trouble just trying to learn to, play, to control the two bass drum concept that was presented.
0: Right. <laughs> the, there's some uh, there's some amazing playing well all of your playing is amazing but a lot of that mahavishnu stuff when i first heard it, it completely blew my mind uh question this is sort of a self-serving question but i i figured i have you on the on the horn here so i gotta ask so in in the tune spectrum at the end where it goes into the into the solo section where that that figure is repeated that so what are how are you hearing that the reason why I asked because I I played this song with a band for years and would be curious to know how you're internalizing that that uh that pattern right there that groove
1: I'm playing it in duple uh and I'm using a lot of paradiddles and uh the single strokes are, are coming across the 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 what was I think it was fives. Yeah. Uh more like in in four four groups of four. It's just like triplet triplet eighth note or sixteen triplet eighth note. Uh it could have been thirty seconds and sixteen. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's going by or mostly again uh paradigms. So it's a lot of duple uh when you hear triple it's triplet triplet eighth notes, um, uh because it's uh, so it's like, right. you know, and it's on the pickup of the last sixteenth of the of the of the, of the bar into right. the first beat. second. And fundamentally, that's what that is.
0: I love it. So. If so, do you teach privately, or or do you do Skype lessons, or anything like that, or mostly just the clinics and master classes?
1: Uh, mostly clinics and master classes, because teaching privately, I have, I have already, overset my boundaries with one student. <laughs> <laughs> I think I only have one that I that I can, and he, he, and, and he's kind of unique because he's he's, uh, he's about, thirteen years old, and um, and. And, and he's a real work in progress, but I, and, and so we got going. See, cause uh, for me, it, I'm very passionate about teaching, but I need a student who's going to, who's going to really want to work with me or allow me to tinker with what he or she is doing. And as, as I've learned students get older, you know, it's very, very difficult to have that kind of relationship Um uh, Um, So I don't, I don't push for it, I don't ask for it, but I just found this one little personality who, who had a lot to offer, and it's almost like he, I don't know, it's like, uh, like he's like the Dalai Lama came through him to play drums. Wow! And that's also, I mean, he's he's very very rough. Uh, If you should come by uh, the retreat by chance, and uh, and you'll you'll check him out. His name is uh, Malachi Nasser. He's a and right now he's more my um he's like an apprentice of because, I, I mean at this age he's not in school for for a week or so or at that time his his parents' bringing him out and he'll just be my apprentice he just bounce around not just playing drums he 's got to learn the business he's got to learn things like how to set up the drums properly, where what to do so he's more he's more working hands on as a as a tech uh Um, because he's got that kind of uh, discipline right now, even at 12, which is very, very difficult for a 12 year old, 13 year old, you know, uh, that I've met, you know, to be able to do that, but he's, you got to want to do it. And of course, again, it's about him experiencing in real time, uh, uh, like I had a chance to do what pros do. Um, because my dad was a musician and and so I, he'd always just say, be quiet and listen, be quiet and watch absorb. Right. Don't say anything. Just watch, okay? And and then talk to me later about it. and I'll, I'll try to help you answer some questions. And it helped me a lot mm-hmm. just to be quiet, you know. And uh, Malachi is that kind of kid. I mean, you close your eyes and you hear you hear semblances of. Uh, I call him my uncle and it, uh, Uncle Roy Haynes. He, you know, it, uh, it's like I've known Roy Haynes since I was twelve years old myself, right. And you know, so now I mean, when I have him come to my concerts at the Blue Note, and he's ninety-one, and he's still telling me what to do. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I love it. I love it. You know, just, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's what it's all about, man. And that's the kind of legacy you have to pass on. Right. You know? Right. And that, I mean, it's some people you can do that with, and, and there, but there are very, very few. They come along um, at a at a time. I mean, you never know, and you try to, you know, they, they, it's one or two. Everybody else, I mean, it doesn't mean that they're going to be successful all the way down the road. It's just, at least you did it, you know, and then you work with everybody else as and when you can in group or whatever. But if you see it in somebody um, that they, they have this, this thing, um, they're listening, they're watching, they're observant, uh, and, they're, and, and they're really, they, they don't have to be very young can get older. Uh, sure. you, um, maybe I'll find somebody. I don't know. It just sort of happened. And I went, hey. Yeah. And so he's the kind of person that you sit down and go, listen, check this out or check this out. And, and if you see that they're absorbing stuff, you go, okay, next level. Okay. Meet me here or meet me there. I'll show you something here. And it's just passing on information. You know? mm-hmm. That's fundamentally what the Art of the Rhythm section retreat is about. Just passing on information. It's there for the taking. Always has been. Um, it, uh, and and what's beautiful about the drumming community is that there are a whole lot of cats out there, uh, a lot of girls, gals, guys who want to learn. I mean, it's so difficult to get guitar players, keyboard players, bass players to, to let down their defenses and do the same thing. Right. You know, it's unfortunate, but that's, uh, that's the nature of the beast. So we take advantage of what we got. We invest in some people, you know. Without them, uh, they come, they play, and and um, you know maybe they learn something in the process. But uh, it's mostly all about drummers coming to the retreat, and and that's good too. I think that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're going to be doing next week. So how often do you do those retreats? It's the first one coming, man. Oh, awesome, awesome. This is like the very first one, and and it's it's an easy one. It, it, it's a it the, what we're dealing with is something. That is tremendously uh, deep on many levels, but at the same time, <sighs> you know, it's so simple. You know, if you just hold back, listen to what your, co- what your colleagues are doing and interpret. But that's, either, that's the hard part. Interpreting what's coming at you and, and trying to decide. Where do I discriminate? Who do I work with? Do I, do I go with the bass player? Do I go with the with the chordal progressions of the piano player, or do I hear hear a rhythm thing that the guitarist is doing? Should I go and lay lay something down using them as a as a a point of reference for you at the time within four bars, eight bars, music, just because that's what you hear. That's what you you're, you're trying. We're trying to to help people come to, to grips with, where and how do you do that? Uh, what do you need that'll tickle your ideas to give you something to give back to them so that their ideas will be tickled? And, and it's a call and response environment. That's where we want to go. And That's what we want to do. Uh, so the only way to do that is to set an example.
0: Sure. Makes sense to me. I'm, I, I wish you all the luck with that. That's going to be... Uh, an amazing event for the people that are participating in it, and it's coming up July twenty ninth, like you said. So that's uh, right around the right. corner. Right, and it there.
1: runs. Yeah, it runs until August sixth. The, the the main thing at August sixth is when the Spectrum Forty Band plays uh, in, in the in the Mesa Arts Center, and in uh, Mesa, Arizona. And of course, the we'll choose a a a rhythm section from the from the group that uh, comes to our presentation, and they'll open the show for plays for twenty minutes, whatever they want. You know. And, uh, yeah, you know, there's that, there's, uh, we'll be, we'll be, uh, all that week live streaming through numubu.com, uh, with, uh, with and, uh, and so we'll have a class or two every day for people to come and take a look at, uh, to see what's going on. And you, you know, it's of course, I don't know, a dollar buck 50. I don't know what it costs for the live streaming. Uh, that's there. And then of course we're documenting everything, GoPro. Minicams, everything, because it's it's archival stuff. And what I'd like to do is to continue to to develop a model so that and, and provide this model to other regions of the of the world, really. Mm-hmm. The U.S. It's, uh, to to not forget that uh, yeah, what's called flyover states. There's a whole lot going on in 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 those areas, and, and it's and people just don't choose to go, and it's such a shame because it. There's a lot of information that can be sh- shared with everybody there, not just New York, uh, uh, Chicago, Miami, and uh, Dallas and, and uh, Los Angeles. I mean, it's, it's the rest of the world, man. Sure.
0: You know? yeah. yeah. I like the idea of the live streaming, too. That's you mm-hmm. know, especially for people who are out of the country or whatever right. the case may be that can, right. that can check it out. I think that's going to be amazing for you.
2: Yeah.
1: I hope it, I hope it works. I'm, so I'm really happy with that. Awesome. Hey, hey I got to run, man. Alrighty. All righty.
0: Uh, thanks. Billy, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. And uh, good luck upcoming with all the stuff that you have going on, especially with this retreat. And, uh, you know, again, thanks for taking the time to chat with me. It was a real pleasure.
1: Not a problem, Nick.
0: Thank you. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye. There you have it, the one and only Billy Cobham, and you can find the show notes by going to drummersresource.com forward slash session 539. Also, while you're there, sign up for the mailing list, and if you do, I'll send you a copy of my ebook Stick Control Variations, and that's 11 creative exercises to help you with your chops, your speed, your independence, and it's free, just sign up for the mailing list, plus you'll be kept up to date with all stuff going on with Drummers Resource new releases and things like that and that's all I got for you. So until the next podcast, keep drumming. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll be talking to you soon. Peace.